Hi folks, and welcome to Unlimited Railworks, the video game choo-choo anime podcast. Uh, it's me, John. I am hosting in uh, lieu of Rose, who is out sick right now. Um, everyone, yes, when you hear this, I need you to go out and wish Rose uh, well. You know, even if you don't do it physically, even if you don't like tweet it or anything, you could just, just say, get well soon, Rose, to the wind, and uh, hopefully that energy will reach her. So get well soon, Rose. We're all rooting for you. Uh, with me this week is Elvie. Yep, hello. Get well soon, Rose. And uh, making it back after a, a big old hiatus, but we are <laughs> very happy to have you, is Maverick. Maverick, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, but I'm always going to be sending my energy to Rose. I am excited to talk about anime um even though i did not watch that much anime recently i just kind of want to hear you all talk about it um it's kind of a weird time right now um there's a lot of shows that are nearing their end but there's also just as many that are like in the middle of it and there's some shows that just ended it's it's bizarre like like lv you'll you'll talk about the show in a bit mm-hmm. or you'll talk about a few of these shows mm-hmm. like Rumakun just like kind of ended when it kind of almost like you know normally it's like what like a core is like 12 episodes or 24 yeah episodes like close to whatever, 20 for it yeah yeah it's it's such a weird it, it, it just seems like it kind of stopped but then like magia record it's like what like like eight episodes left no it's only eight episodes for this season. Oh, in total? Yeah, and then it has, like, it's last season confirmed, but I don't know why they did that when the first season was the standard 12 to 13. <laughs> Doesn't That's make sense. so weird. Does not make sense. I mean, you know, a lot of this is probably due to COVID problems, mm-hmm. but it's still just, it, it's still kind of bizarre. It's still a little weird. Um, but we're all just kind of all over the place. Um, there's some cool stuff out there. Um, and I would like to hear from all of you about how you feel about it um you know we could start off with maverick though because it's been a hot minute uh and we want to catch up with you in general but of course we can start off by talking about some anime maverick tell us what has been going on with you in on the anime front yeah you know on the anime front it's been uh difficult just to get some stuff together i i like to have the space to really just delve into a series and just really focus in on it but between just a lot of life stuff that was coming up on my end it was difficult at points to just sit down and commit to that whole setup however Mm -hmm. i was able to get some like quick hits in recently i've started up on sunny boy and yeah you know it's very interesting to see how that's developing i'm only the first two episodes in so mm-hmm. still just getting a feel for what that seems to uh have in store for me because god you know you forget how quick anime can move in one season when it's just like y- you leave it for a month and then suddenly oh my god there's like 10 more episodes that i have to get through and can choose to <laughs> completely go through uh same thing similar to that like um, Beastars, a while ago, I had started on season two, since it was finally available on Netflix, and 
mm-hmm. from what I had seen of it, you know, it was really, it's interesting to see them built as something a bit more, um, so when you actually think about the concept of a beast star and whatever the fuck that means in this version of animal prejudice that isn't like racism <laughs> specifically, but more just like, what is your role in society? It's very mm-hmm. funny to see them try and get that set up and try to establish that narrative. But then, you, you know, in the back burner, it's kind of just like, these are high schoolers having to find their place in the world. And what does that exactly mean when it comes to growing up to an extent? And at the very least, I've been interested in what they've been doing with Lugosi and the fact that... um you know, not huge spoiler, and for people that have already seen this season, you know, big, not not a big surprise, but he, uh, for this season, like, his main focus is to actually go ahead and figure out um, who had caused the initial murder from the first season. Something that he had, like, bore witness to and was just around in terms of passing, but now it's kind of just like, oh, hey, this will be your moment to prove your worth, or j- just very, like vague protagonist um, pushing towards the plot. But then alongside that, it's been fun to see him develop. He's still just a very sweet boy. And so (laughs) anytime that I get to spend with Lugosi, that's just a very fun time for me. And yeah, those are just some of the quick hits of what I've been able to watch. You know, hopefully this weekend I can catch up on Aquatope. I can catch up on just so many of the things that still are in my back burner. Uh, one last thing I did want to catch up on in just this roundup was that I did watch uh, Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. I know that Elvie had watched that prior mm-hmm. as well, and you know, yeah, just really echoing a lot of those sentiments when it comes to being able to just see a rom-com and just have fun with something that's not high stakes. It's very just living in the moment and for the most part, the characterization really just shines through and just being very, I don't know, like, at a time where there's so much focus on quote-unquote lore and just, like, everything's got to have a backstory, everything's got to have a narrative, it's refreshing to be able to have something that's saying, hey, we got, like, 90 minutes, two hours, but we're going to focus on the things that matter, but, you know... When it comes to just the small things, we're going to sweat them because it doesn't matter who lives in the mall as long as you know that, like, oh, yeah, this is a busy mall. People love to come here. Um, Here are the kids' friends. Here are the main driving points. Like, it's, it's always refreshing to me whenever something can say, we're not going to give a fuck about everything, but there's still going to be some window dressing here just to still have fun. And, you know, after spending a month, um, just a lot of, I, I've been so surrounded by content about people growing up. <laughs> now, now mm-hmm. that my job is more or less to help people grow up, it's refreshing to have something that is just like so simple in its premise of, yeah, you know, kid that doesn't know how to use his words wants to be able to communicate with the person that he likes 
and the way that they go about it is eh, cliche at points, but at the same time, like, nothing that, well, I say nothing that would make your eyes roll, but it, at the same time, the ending is so fucking, like, grandiose, and yeah, it, it swells in a like, way that dude, it's just like, all right. Man. <laughs> but also at the same time it's like, it's like no <laughs> at, but at the same time i'm still just like all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blame you you're like way more 15. effort than yeah way more effort than uh, what i've ever done as a teen preteen even <laughs> in terms of advancing at all my romantic interests so that's oh props God. honestly um yeah. i would have done worse <laughs> <laughs> it's like well this is better than just like going to a quote-unquote fancy date at the Red Lobster. <laughs> Excuse me, you mean uh, TGI Fridays? <laughs> Just Or Applebee's? Applebee's is in the moment right now. <laughs> Applebee's is a family experience. That's when you go to <laughs> okay, have yeah. two for 20s and uh, make Maybe not a date of, for the family, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where you go with everybody that's just, like, uh, hanging out for the moment. Uh, TGI Fridays is where you want to be a little bit fancy, but Red Lobster is when it's serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, you know, like, it was very cute and just a fun way to just, like, have something in between all of the back and forth on my end. But, yeah, those are just some of the quick hits. And, you know, by next podcast, I'll hopefully be into a groove that I can just get a lot more stuff on my plate and have some things to go through. But... There were a few things that I was able to get back into the groove of, but I'll go ahead and touch on those later. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Ovi, how about you? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's hear from you. Uh, what sort of good old fashioned content have you been getting up to lately? <laughs> lot, there's there's a lot of wild ass anime there going is, on. There here. is, and again, it's a, it's pretty chaotic in terms of like some stuff has ended for the season, other things are kind of close, and then other things mm-hmm. are still like in a weird midway point. Like they're still like they're not going to end anytime soon. They're going to end like in the middle or a quarter way in, into the next season, which is the fall. 2021 anime um season Mm -hmm. which is which is coming real soon um which is yeah probably like after a week from now it's gonna happen technically with some stuff probably gonna start airing um but i guess to talk about one series that did end for the season is irumakun um still great rose and i love it still consistent i think in terms of having very wonderful charming characters everyone's great um the last two episodes were pretty relaxing you know i think it was a nice send-off into what is now confirmed that there is going to be a season three very exciting um i mean just based on a lot of things um from people who have read the manga like this is a series i think i definitely do want to read the manga at some point unfortunately i don't Mm -hmm. see any official like localization for this yet in the english language i don't know if it's actually even has a dub yet i don't think i don't know but like i feel like if it has a dub it would actually have a convert you know like i feel like it's those things are kind of simultaneous like those are both numbers to say this series is successful enough we're gonna officially now translate it overseas uh, for overseas market but alas i didn't really check but 
it's definitely something I want to get into. Not to say right. that I don't think there's missing content for an AML. It seems pretty spot on, but you know, there's definitely mm-hmm. going to be like a little difference here and there, and like maybe like certain arcs that were skipped over or. Probably not big arcs, but just certain, certain again, like th- there's a difference when, when it comes to certain details that no matter mm-hmm. how true an anime adaptation may be to a manga, like there's still going to be some difference. Um, and yeah, like the second to last episode, it ended with, um, not ended, like, you know, second to last episode, not to quite end. Um, mm-hmm. and like Amory went on a date, like, you know, or at least Amory was trying to frame it like a date and she was really struggling. <laughs> um, she uh-huh. was like, let's hang out, you know? I, and like, it was kind of like, yeah, these last couple of episodes were, there some, was their summer vacation? Basically it was their summer vacation into the, entering the next semester. And again, like they go to demon school, but th- it's structured like a Japanese high school. <laughs> That's like kind of the whole like irony of it. Um, so again, it's like a weird thing where the summer vacation's in the middle of like their school year. So that doesn't mean they're entering the next grade yet. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. She, they're like going to like a water park and they're just hanging out. It's, she's very, you know, again, like, you know, anyone who's seen the series thus far, it's like she's she's a, she's a little insecure, you know, despite the fact she has this like very intimidating demeanor, like as the student council president. Um, and she's very tough on people and like kind of me and, you know, might seem mean at first, but she's just very disciplinary when it comes to like taking her role way too seriously. But otherwise, she's very insecure. She has like poor self-esteem issues. Um, it was just really nice where. A lot of this episode really was just in her perspective. Like, we were just entirely in her perspective. We were not in Aruma's perspective. We were in her perspective. Um, and how, yeah, he just, she, he just really, he's just really, he just really means a lot to her and a lot of other characters, which is, I don't know, it's just sweet that, like, this is a whole series of, like, characters that love this one kid. <laughs> like, again, <laughs> I, I guess similar to, um, um, my, you know, the villainous isekai, which is in season two. I actually have not yet to touch it, but like, it just just strong bisexual energy in the show. <laughs> I get yeah. like everyone loves, this. and like justifiably, he's like a nice kid. He's a wonderful boy. Um, and yeah, like it was just nice to see her like vulnerability presented in like a very realistic way, not in like a way that's exaggerating her like you know like oh you know like her feminine whims or something. You know, just it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't like stereotype like a girl for a girl's sake you know like like a trope um she you know she it, it was just funny because she's like at some point she, she she you know she envisions like you know like oh the idea of being carried by Aruma but he's like kind of he's shorter compared and she realizes oh my gosh I'm like a big person I'm tall she has never realized how tall she is <laughs> and, and like and like that's like it's just a funny thing and like but at the end of the day it like works out like the whole issue was that she was overthinking things again she's romanticizing the idea of like what romance is in like the manga she secretly keeps from the human world um and ultimately at the end of the day it like worked out you know iruma had fun and she realizes oh my gosh i had fun like it's possible to have fun without overthinking things or over planning things you know and that was just like a big takeaway you know it's like okay you know, and it just, again, jokes about the idea, like, oh, I might have a possibility with him or something. And, like, again, the whole gag, too, in the beginning where her father, like, can't deal with the fact that his daughter might possibly date Iruma. Because, I, yeah, because I don't remember. I think her father is... Actually, no, I don't remember. I, I don't remember which characters are actually aware he's human. <laughs> I don't remember to actually, because, like, sometimes it's a little weird about that. You know, it's a little unclear. Yeah. But I don't think he was. But, like, yeah, he, he like, loses his mind at the idea of, like, his, his daughter, like, like dating and his glasses explode. Except they stay on, which is really funny. Um, we have a very sweet episode. 
and the last episode of the season was ultimately, you know, you know, Gramps, uh, <laughs> head of the school, he was just bringing Iruma to, like, again, also just treating him for a day out. Like, he's just, Iruma's just, like, being treated and being taken out, like, two places. That's what is going on. Um, and... Yeah, they're just, like, kind of hanging out. There isn't really that much that happens, but, like, this is the first time, actually, we're now getting into deeper lore of, like, what's going on in hell, like, in this underworld, uh, the demon world. I don't know, like, what's the most appropriate way to describe this place, but... um, The home for infinite losers. It's right there. Yes! Okay, you're correct. That's the most friendly way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this is where... I, I, You know, it's referenced many times, but the demon king the demon prince or the demon king and like um the i this idea that keeps kind of foreshadowing iruma might be that person one day um because you know it's very obvious like they show a silhouette of him like an idea that he might be older but you know like again they're still it's still doing a whole will he or won't he thing right even though i think that's kind of where it's gonna lead up to at some point and how it is we don't know but they do go into like an interesting conversation about it where iruma does ask about it and like i think that's the first time he actually shows forward curiosity about it asking gramps about it um Mm -hmm. and it's interesting like you know it reveals that he has some sort of like connection to him in the past which makes sense with his position that he probably must have like um and that the demon king was a very large man Like, like like literally like a giant in a way you know um and um he um you know, he kind of had, like, a this a snobby, lazy attitude, or he had this expectation of people, uh, serving him, or, like, he, he kind of wasn't very, um, what's the word? I don't know, he, he, he didn't, he didn't really like formalities and whatnot, you know, and he wasn't someone who very, in a weird way, it, it was some, he was someone who kind of seemed like he didn't like his job, but, you know, Sullivan, again, you know, Gramps, like, he, he, it seemed like at some point he was, like, a servant to him, or he was some sort of, like, close like person who was waiting on him like an advisor or something um right and yeah it's just it was just interesting it, go, it, it reveals or at least this is what we know so far not sure if this is true true but you know sullivan pretty much says like he actually created hell he created this world um <laughs> and it's his body which is interesting it's like whoa okay that's weird and like I think they're like it's like if you think about like a lot of like or if you look into like a lot of creation mythology, there's like a lot of things in regards to like gods giving up their body parts in a literal, you know, it's like a literal or a metaphorical thing where like yeah, and then like you know, her, like some goddesses' tears become the rivers or something like that, or like you know this 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 god's blood becomes you know like like literal like body parts representing like the different parts of the world and like what, you know, and, you know, when things, when people say like symbols in regards to like, you know, mother earth as a symbol, like a literal woman representing her, like, yeah, there's like mythology that outright, like has a story pertaining to that. Like, yes, like some goddess, like we're like, you know, her body is like literally the earth, you know? And that was kind of cool. I don't know. That was just like a really cool reveal to me. And like, I don't know how deeper they're going to go into it, but I think that's just a really cool thing that I've not really seen ever explored um or discussed a lot um in in anime like fantasy like this it's like oh that's cool that's like it's like trekking upon like a lot of pagan and non-western religion like belief systems to explain stuff like that and that's kind of really cool lore um you know and ultimately it it's just a tease at the end they don't really go further into that beyond you know like he's just explained this stuff to aruma um right and it, I don't know, it, 
was also just, again, a little weird because it was, you know, this is such a lighthearted series most of the time. Um, to, to throw in something like that, that's, you know, like to have this serious moment was, was a little jarring at first, but I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Um, but no, yeah, it, it, it was just a very much interesting, like introspective episode that usually does not happen, especially between Sullivan and like a roommate, because, you know, Sullivan's always like cracking jokes and never taking anything seriously and sometimes not even doing his job. Right. Um, and yeah, ultimately the closure of the episode is like them returning to class after summer break and then being challenged that, hey, all of you have to actually go back up and rank if you actually want to move on to the next grade, which is outright said this is not a normal thing. Like, and that's like way too much high pressure to do that. Again, if you've been following a series, like, you know, the, to, to get rank up, you know, the demon ranks they have, it's like very hard. You have to do certain things and it's not like a straightforward thing where like, oh, you just have to do all work, etc. Sometimes it takes special circumstances for that to happen. Um, so the whole tease really at the end for the next season seems to be like, you know, like Rose and I were like, is this like a tournament arc? Like what's going on here? Like, I don't know, but there definitely seems to be like definitely higher stakes when it comes to maybe more action stuff in the series. Cause in the middle of this season, yeah, there was like a lot of heavy action stuff where this is the first time we're seeing like a lot of characters use their powers that they learned in class, like in a tangible way compared to the first season where a lot of times they were just kind of bullshitting away with things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, I'm just very excited for it. So this is a very good series. So, um, just very curious, like what they're going to end up doing, but it definitely feels like it's gonna be a little more action heavy at points. Really. I think Iruma's only weakness is that, yeah, at times when we do get like these more serious arcs or these weird, like more jarring, serious characters, it does kind of pull you away from how, like, not stressful the rest of the series is so it's like you know and sometimes the way those things end like i'm thinking about what was in this past season which is like yeah the prisoners running the amusement park and now they run like some organization 13 um it just kind of ends <laughs> and like they don't really allude to it again which i'm you know likely that's gonna be the problem in season three that's what's gonna happen for sure but it just ends and then it's like okay now we have all these nice light-hearted episodes like the ones i described to close the season it's a little weird. There's like no transition and some, and then they just don't refer to those characters again and they're not a problem until it comes up again. So I don't know. That's just, that's just my, that's just my like one issue that I'm realizing now where it's like, there's, it, it feels like such a divide between those moments, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm glad the series is doing well enough where like a, another season is just confirmed up front. Like, Hey, keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. It's cool. Yeah, I really need to catch up on Irma because I had watched like the first few episodes of season mm -hmm. one, but like uh, every single time that I hear you and Rose talk about it, it's like, ugh, I know I got to go and catch up <laughs> with it. And I, no, I'm not it's, gonna... yeah, it's pretty lengthy. It's pretty yeah. lengthy compared to yeah other ones. But you know, it's definitely a fun time sink from what I hear and from what I've seen so far. And I'm not gonna lie, as soon as you talked about that creation myth, the immediate thought was like the second ending of Inuyasha where Shomaru <laughs> is looking at like the corpse of his dad. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Oh man. Real heads no. <laughs> Tanami at 5 a.m. heads no. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I watched like Technically, I watched three things, but it's all under the same banner. So 
I'm just gonna pass it between you two for a little bit longer, and then I'll talk about what I watched. Um, All right. So, Maverick, if if you want to go ahead and take something else, please go ahead and do that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've watched so much anime. I've watched so many different forms of Japanese animation. I watched Ted Lasso. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, um, God, what was it, two weeks ago? Um, I was rooming, or I was crashing at a friend's couch, and in the middle of everything, um, uh, they were just like, hey, have you seen any of Ted Lasso? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Uh, fuck, let me make this my little, uh, thing to work on whenever I'm, like, here for the week. And, you know, I, I bring it up, if only for the fact that, despite all the discourse that I have not paid attention to because I am on my phone less, and thus see less twitter bullshit or it's good it's smart yeah no i just have time for my group chat and that's all that i need because why would i spend my time looking at twitter bullshit but you know it, it is very interesting to see the way in which it can feel reductive to say oh this is just sports anime uh vibes but At the same time, I think it's just, like, when you look at the Western perspective of narrative storytelling and just the way that that looks like right now, it is all just um, stuff that, like, you know, your Better Call Saul is your Mad Men, your prestige television has more or less just stewed itself in this realm of cynicism and negativity in a way where like just indulging in the gray of everything and ted lasso is one of those shows that for the most part does want to provide itself to be more hopeful but hopeful and optimistic where at its worst it can feel overtly saccharine and just like all over the place ultimately I don't mind, but that's also just because, like, there's been so much shit thrown my way that it's like, oh, yes, I'll take um, the lightheartedness of, uh, like, um, this dude from Kansas coming into England and changing everyone's life and whatnot. But, you know, the initial complaints that I had heard were focused around the fact that, well, season, by the end of season one, so many things get established and the team gets built and you know what's the stakes after that or what's the dynamic or what like is it stagnating is it going and it's just sort of like you know if we look at the trajectory of western concepts of the sports narrative that Mm -hmm. usually is like kept to a movie length it's your trying to think about it's your mighty ducks it's your remember the titans they're always like some sort of motivational yeah you know epic thing right like a a motivational thing thing. people that are just like um at odds ends with one another you always have the guy that's a troublemaker or rabble rouser oh yeah it's and then yeah it's always like there's there's the the idealized hero who saves this team in shambles, you know, exactly. there's, some sort of, there's some sort of saviorism tied to it too. Unfortunately, a lot of these sports movies as well, like, Oh, the school is closed. Arguably that means love live is a sports anime, you know, or a sports movie. Uh, <laughs> the school is closing. <laughs> we got to Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it can definitely yeah, be a lot of saviorism. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
for the most part, like, the only uh, show example I can think of when it comes to this is, like, Friday Night Lights. But even then, that's, like, an adaptation of a film. And so you got to make some things that are a little bit different. And, like, that's also still just deeply rooted in the prestige of football. And just, like, making sure that, you know, there are so many other problems that come up. With Ted Lasso, like, my immediate frame of comparison honestly is Haikyuu because of the fact that it's one part fish out of water, you know, uh, Ted being a football coach, uh, American football coach, going to England and getting a feel for uh, soccer, basically, and having to work in that aspect, it it very much is a comparison, or I... If I really have to make this e- this thesis, it's like Ted Lasso is the Hinata Shoyo of his show, <laughs> and it's as much seeing the evolution of just like someone understanding another sport and making sure that like his position on the team is recognized as much as it is getting an understanding of someone. And specifically, like, their relationship to everyone else and being able to just, like, recognize how much something, like, means to them. Because to, to dip a bit into Haikyuu, like, honest, mm-hmm. I, I had finished the manga in its entirety. I was able to catch up and read those last chapters. And uh, there's something very subtle in the way that it goes from being this uh, series about, you know, fish out of water, kid who wants to, like, um, be the best volleyball player ever, who's so inspired and is, like, trying to understand what goes on, uh, is part of this ragtag team. Like, it, it very much has the standard trappings of the sports uh, aesthetic and just, like, what it is to normally be in that sort of a sports scenario. And... Ultimately, it faces the same hurdle that a lot of people have with this show. The team is starting to gel together. A lot of those minor uh, friction points start to chip away because, you know, there's a connection, there's a groove, there's a dedication. And mm-hmm. part of the suspense at that point, in Haiku's case, is, okay, this is our last tournament with the current seniors. Can we keep the momentum up can we take it to the finals can we can we keep this team together before the inevitability of life brings us somewhere else and as well like alongside that narrative is specifically Hinata's relationship to volleyball and the way that it goes from this is something I like to do I like to hit the ball to I feel like there's something greater for me in this sport and this is me having a pivotal or a pivotal moment with mm-hmm. this thing that I just look at as recreation. In Ted Lasso's case there are a lot of those moments thrown out where it's just like you know there is the focus on the sport itself but then at the same time and I, I think it is done in a very pivotal way and I don't want to explain how they uh, focus in on it because you know I'm talking about this show without going into a lot of spoilers but ultimately the big conceit of a lot of the issues that come around the uh, 
the Richmond uh, football club, the soccer team that Ted works with, is the fact that this is a professional soccer league. And unlike high school sports, wins and losses matter. Those affect your sponsors. Those affect the way that players get paid. Those ultimately affect who is and isn't on your team. Because it's not a matter of someone graduating. It's a case of being able to say, hey, you're not performing at the rate we want you to. We're going to trade you. We're going to move you somewhere else. And I I would love to see a sports anime that tackles the reality of, like, being paid to do your... uh, Being paid to be a part of this whole setup. Because I feel like so much of that hot-blooded... Um, nature of so many of these shows, I-, I would love to see that in contrast to the stark reality that it's like, you know, your athleticism is money. Your ability to do these things is money. As soon as something goes wrong, there is an issue not only with your team, but also your paycheck, your livelihood. And I would love to see a seinen, uh show try and tackle that. Mm-hmm. But... You know, ultimately, like, alongside that sense of optimism, there is this gnawing reality. Like, what do you have to give? There's only so much that you can, like, grin and bear and try and, like, smile through the pain of it all. And, like, try to find a different sort of, like, mechanism to either cope or recognize the change that has to come. I think season two has been very open about that and it has definitely been an interesting point where just last week you know um was definitely an episode where people were sort of starting to lose the steam on it kind of were just like oh i'm back in like i'm interested again and part of it is the fact that there is a bit more focus on just like you know um if the problem isn't about the uh friction between the team what is the issue? Is it underlying with other people? Is it underlying with the way that Ted himself copes with some of the stressors of being in a lot of these situations, delving a bit deeper into that character and what that character is about? And now, as we look into this character study, are facing the end of that season, and it has been confirmed that there is one more in the works. It's very interesting for me, at least, to see like how is that narrative going to end, and what's that ending going to land like, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like the the biggest comparison again I come to think of is Haikyuu in terms of just how there's a lot of space for that narrative goes, and ultimately, I'm very it, this is me now transitioning into the fact that like I'm excited to see what Haikyuu has in store in the future just for the fact that I think there is a similar ability to be able to say, we've done what's comfortable. We're going to go ahead and mm-hmm. take a shift in a direction that really just shakes things up. And I feel like Ted Lasso is in a similar position where it can do something that's going to be different, maybe a little bit expected, but ultimately like people have a lot of high hopes for that show if only for the fact mm-hmm. that it's been able to show off in that first season. And in the second season, it's tried to be a bit more of an ensemble setup. But mm-hmm. now we're starting to get back into the matter. It's like, um, 
yeah, you know, we had our days to meet, like, the rest of the cast or to hang out with them a bit. Now we're going back into the main character focus and see how that settles for the remainder of it. And, yeah, (laughs) this is the equivalent of me putting in a book report at the last minute. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I feel feel like there is a level of... Hey, if that's your last minute, you you know, that's, that's still impressive. Yeah. No, I feel like ultimately there's a level of um, media literacy that gets just... Not enough people watch anime, and that's just a different form of storytelling. (laughs) It's a different form of storytelling that I feel can provide a lot of, like, clearance as to how exactly, like, narrative beats go on. If anything, to even just say, like, how do you tell a story in 12 episodes versus 26 episodes versus 52 episodes? Like, Mm mm-hmm. There's a push and pull that I think gets so swept under the rug just because, you know, for a lot of reasons. But, yeah, it's like the similarities are there and I feel like it'd be more interesting to lean into them than to try and, like, distinguish them. Mm -hmm. Totally. Sure. Well, no, you have, like, a great point there um, in which... And I was going to recommend something like where no, I agree. Not enough people watch anime. I think, I think like, you know, we reached a point where anime is still, you know, anime's anime is now, you know, in, in mainstream discussion without question, but not enough people watch anime. Um, <laughs> how it's like, you know, how anime too is handled on like the biggest platforms is very frustrating. Like how Netflix handles it. It's very frustrating. Yeah. And that's like one huge issue. And in general, like how animation as a whole, not even including anime, or including anime is also frustrating, and how that's distributed mm. in the United States. Because mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say, you know, Queen, Queen's Gambit has many has had many comparisons. Yeah. Um, to an anime, it, to a sports anime, and the my 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 analogous, you know, and like as many other people have pointed out specifically, it is quite mirrored to March Comes in Like a Lion. Um, they are pretty much exact in a lot of ways, except it's a different sport and it's a guy, not a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's in Japan. Um, in which, you know, if one recalls a couple years ago, Queen's Gambit, it is based on a novel about a young woman who's reaching her, the height of success when it comes to, you know, she's prodigal. She's excellent at chess. You know, she's, she's competing all the, um, However, she has severe mental health issues. She she she's an alcoholic. She has struggles with like you know like just herself, and she's a mess. And I think it that kind of goes into what you were hoping to see more of in sports, especially when it comes to those struggles we don't often see. Where you know again, sport is often used as like this romanticized platform for again like yeah depicting saviorism, um, like you know or super motivated. You know like very you know we see struggle, but not like the struggles we see in reality. You know like not quite again the financial stakes, the political stakes too, especially. Often. Oh my god, yeah. Um, for sure. Um, but like I think the Queen's Gambit and uh March comes in like a lion are very good examples of like here's how it affects an individual and not a team, and like how does that mess up a team? And very much, yeah, she is competing and getting money, you know, financial and you know, no noted gain, but like at what cost to her not mm. learning how to take care of herself or learning how to like fix her problems. Um, for March comes in a, like a line, there's like, it's a little, there's a little more to it where again, they both kind of have, both of these characters have also issues with their families and which is like a big source of like why they, they are the way they are. Um, 
but in March comes in like the line, it's very much about reconciling like when what is your identity and like am I is my personality around a sport and like this whole admission to himself, this the main character who's like he's like in high school or rather he's like an adult, but he he has to go back to he he has to go back to high school because he missed so much of like actual normal school experience because of like playing shoji professionally. Um that um he realizes he, he, you know, he asks a lot of questions about himself where he's like, do I actually like this or was this forced upon me because I was adopted by someone who taught me this stuff? And like, you know, like, again, it was like a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of imposter syndrome exploration, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. and like, you know, him coping yeah. with depression, et cetera. And, you know, yeah, like they're very parallel. And it's like, you know, with as great as this, you know, as great as the Queen's Gambit is, and like it's even getting a stage play, which is like very anime, like an anime having a stage play, of course. Uh, <laughs> like it's like it's great. Yeah, this is a great miniseries, and I highly recommend the Queen's Gambit. But it's also like, mm, I wish March comes in the like the Lion, which came out years before, but the Queen's Gambit book came out years before even the manga. I'm just saying. But I wish the same amount of praise and people who saw the Queen's Gambit was also given to March comes in like a line. You know, it's that's yeah. that's how I feel. You know, it's, it's like it's those... kind of frustrating, right? Uh, right. <laughs> like it's always this case where, like, um, I, I think we move when it comes to anime recommendations and getting people interested in series. It becomes like the, the easiest thing I can say is recommend it like you would a TV show. If you know someone yeah. that's like super into prestige TV and setups, like you, you can. Recommend them fucking Ghost in the Shell. Recommend or um, oh, absolutely. R- recommend Standalone Complex. Recommend Psychopaths, The Great Pretender. Like there are the analogs there. There's plenty of comedy shit. So many people in like your general circle will be interested in Nietzsche Joe because of the fact that it's a right consistency of Twitter bullshit humor that's also just been around for mm-hmm. a while. It's a matter of being able to talk about it, less about like, oh, here are the essentials, and more just, this is what's viable, and this is what you would be interested in. And, I don't know, to that extent, too, like, it becomes very frustrating when there are series that could be potential, like, um, tastemakers in that aspect, but then just get bogged down by having to stick to specific standards and scripts. This is me lamenting the fact mm-hmm. that I did not finish those Snow White notes. I dropped it a while ago <laughs> because what, oh, I yeah. Was pro- yeah, I what, what I was promised was someone also going through grief and understanding how to like make a new sound in the middle of Tokyo, in the middle of the nightlife, and then just immediately gets brought into high school and has to do the club saving... It has to be the savior... In a way where it's kind of just like, I don't believe you. This is just a false. <laughs> it betrayed you. Yeah, I just became generic. It's just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, again, like, if uh, if anything, to stamp um, what I'm talking about with Ted, it's a very smart move to say, we're going to take the college football guy and put him into professional big league soccer. That just makes so much of an emphasis of the fact that one of the big like stumbling points is hey you're not just teaching kids who are getting scammed for their scholarships these are people mm-hmm. that have lives that have livelihoods and you got to get your shit together as well 
uh, college sports are fucked. Uh, college football players should be paid for their work. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Good, good rundown there. Thank you. <laughs> Alvi, hit us with a. Give us two. Give us oh, dos. Oh, whoa! Give us dos. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess to preface that, like you know, as a transition, um, I saw a meme the other day, uh, and uh, <laughs> it pretty much pointed meme. out that Knives Out is just Umineko Nonaku Korni, and I could not stand for a bit. I was just, <laughs> I was really taken aback and lost my mind. <laughs> um, it's very, I hate it, and yet, unfortunately, it's true. So that's another one. <laughs> Knives Out is just Umineko, but a movie. Um, and more coherent than what the anime brought. So actually, I would recommend Knives Out over the Umineko anime. So there was that. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a transition. Umineko, Higurashi. Um, I don't, oh, no. man. Uh <laughs> It's kind of, like, dragging a bit. Um, again, like I said, this season is about answering what the hell happened in the first season. Like, here's the perspectives of, like, what's actually happening. This is the answer arc. Which, again, in the tradition of Higurashi, it's always separated into two parts. Here's the crazy shit, and then here's more crazy shit. Except we're going to see it in someone else's perspective, so we know what's actually going on. Um, I don't know how many episodes are left. I don't know if there's more to come after this or if there's going to be a movie or they're going to resolve it after this season. But since I'm talking about Umineko, I'm, like, concerned that there's going to be, like, some sort of, like, now merging of that. Or, like, you know, that's going to be introduced now at this point in the series. Because there's, like, a character, for instance, who is kind of from that series. Um, and, you know, it's leading to, like, a lot of these theories in regards to, like, oh, my gosh, does that mean, you know, people are basically, like, kind of, not forgiving, but, like, oh, my gosh, was this whole series a convoluted, like, marketing attempt? That means they're going to reboot Umineko, which could be kind of cool. Like I said, the anime adaptation of Umineko is not good, or rather, it was just very sloppy, so there's, like, a lot of memes about it where, like, yeah, there's just too many parts of it that were way too goofy, way too confusing for what it was trying to do. Um, again, just very cheaply anime and production. You know, it just didn't help. It wasn't treated well, I think. It didn't It didn't get the treatment mm-hmm. it deserved as, like, Higurashi, where Higurashi at least has a lot of adaptations of different material to work with, so people can, like, distance themselves from it if they want. Such as this. If you don't like this, then yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's definitely a lot of issues. Um, but that's, like... I don't know. Like, I, I was never that attached to Umineko, so it's like, oh, man, now I have to, like, go back and figure out what's going on there. But um, that's kind of, like, it, it just feels like that's the direction they're going, which is a shame. Like, again, like, this just, again, going back way to how the way the series was marketed was very misleading, where it was like, this is a remake of the original series. Go, go, go hard. When it's not, like, it, it very much does feel like it's it's trying to be a bridge slash sequel to a lot of different things where you need prior knowledge of the series and other works, unfortunately, at this point. I think to really appreciate it or to kind of get what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the second problem is, even with what's going on, it's kind of just... I don't know. It's just kind of baffling. Um, I think my big issue with it, as with other people's, is that, um, right, they took a character that a lot of that has been, like, a hugely sympathetic character throughout a lot of the different iterations and different timelines of the series, depending like what you are consuming from the series or what, like what are you watching or reading or playing from the games? Um, and 
I think it, yeah, I think it's cool they're making this character a villain. Um, and it's really, they're fucked up. It's pretty good. They're a pretty good villain. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so reliant right now on like, oh yeah, something paranormal is going on. Like, oh, they're not actually evil. You know, like there's the whole concern right now. Like, how are they going to resolve this? Like, is this character going to be made sympathetic at the end? Like, what are they going to do? This character is not redeemable. Um, mm. At the very, you know, a lot of the characters who turn out to be villains in Hirashi, you know, there's always some sort of like justification for what they're doing. Again, not to like be like, oh yeah, what they, they're fucking killing people and they're like doing insane like, shit just yeah just you know of course that's stuff that should not be forgiven that's just like you know but at the very least there's no like substance to why like you're making this kid like crazy (laughs) and killing everyone it's just very odd it's just like come on um and but right now it's just very reliant on like oh yeah there's like a supernatural power influencing them and it's because of like this umi neko thing that's kind of the problem right you know, I, I like again not sure if it's going to actually connect to an umi neko thing but now it's like oh my you know what is this why is why is this cross-referencing other ip you know like i don't i don't want to care about that or you know it, why right. why can't this work as a self-contained thing because two again like I, like I, and like I've said before, Higurashi's always has always been goofy shit. It's not, <laughs> it's not the peak of art. It's not like this is excellent hard. No, it's not. Honestly, it's not. Like it's just, it's just the, just the, the phenomenon of it is very fascinating. I, it, it does really pull you in in a cool way. I'm not gonna say it's smart. I actually don't think it is. Like you know, there's like it's it's very like oh okay whatever. You're in it for the ride. But in this case, it's kind of a little too exhausting at this point that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of episodes that revisited the same things that they did before and only now to kind of use it to, um, give this new, this new villain, like a platform that doesn't really give it a lot of strength. You know, it's way too much of like, oh, you know, they're being possessed. It's not really their fault. So at the end they might get redeemed. It's okay. They're not really control. They really have no control of their body. When in other cases, that really wasn't the case, you know? So this is kind of like the... I don't know if this is the first time this has happened, but the way it's just being conveyed, it's just not... It's just not convincing. Like, I can't see how they're going to redeem this character at all. This is like a... <laughs> this one, this is like a really irreprehensible villain, um, which mm-hmm. I don't know how can it, they can turn it back, like, if not for some deus ex machina thing, right? Um, right. You know, at the very least, there was a little more human aspects in, like, the past, when, again, past villains where... Um, again, they try to mix up the whole, like, yeah, there is a supernatural paranormal thing going on, but at the same time, a lot of it really is just pure human motivation and, like, the idea that, yeah, there is, like, a curse, quote-unquote, going on and being passed, but it's it's also not literal. It's really just, like, you know, like, in horror, like, you know, people's paranoia being fueled to do evil things, you know, it's just playing around with that idea right. of, like, yeah, there's, like, yeah, there's clearly magic or some sort of, like, weird thing going on like you know like oh is there like some sort of ghost or some sort of like cursed god that they this village has spited and that's why they're doomed to like act. but at the same time no it's clear that it goes back to the fact that hey you know like you know and like in this past season they, re- they went into like the backstory of some characters were like yeah this one character where they felt so betrayed by their mom, like they, their parents or something like that, you know, like not to go into specifics, but just in general, like, like, oh, yeah, their, their parents betrayed them. And like, as a result, they now have like trust issues. And we don't really see that come into play, like, until we get into their perspective of like, 
for sure, yeah, there might be some sort of curse that's influencing them or some sort of evil, like, essence that is making them do bad things. But but a lot of it boils down to the fact that they have this resentment in them that was caused by other people and not, like, a ghost doing that, you know? Like, it, it does combine those things, but it doesn't necessarily say, like, one is at more fault than the other over why these bad things are happening. But, yeah, it's Higurashi. Um, again, like I said before, too... Violent scenes, pretty sick, pretty cool, spot on. Uh, but again, still ridiculous with how the censors are like, we're going to like put a box over this one tiny bit, despite the fact that this whole frame is like, what? it makes no sense. Don't understand. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, like, it's, it, I am certainly getting answers. I think it's doing a good job of executing. Okay, okay, this all makes sense now. Everything that happened in season one makes sense. Like, this is doing its job. But like, where it goes, I don't know. Very, str- I don't know. It's just I. I also mentioned before how I I I worry it's also tying in with what is a mobile game kind of online right now. Again, no idea what's going in the mobile game. Don't know how it plays. Don't know if it's like a visual novel or some sort of like other thing, <laughs> like a gotcha game. Like I don't know, like what what is the gotcha part of Higurashi, right? Um, but it might be tied to that as well, because and like it's just like also they use the same character designer for the anime for that. So I don't know what's going on there, but. Yeah, it's a ride. It's certainly a ride. Um, riding my way into Halloween. It might be ending by that point. Or if not, like, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know when, if it's ending within this season, which is interesting. But, yeah. Riding. Mm-hmm. Riding the wave that I see Garashi. Uh, <laughs> nice. Now, how about um, talk a little bit about Magic Your Record? Because that's been pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. So that is ending soon at eight episodes, or if not next week, I think, or this week, um, by the time of this recording. Um, mm. That that for me, that again, like I'm having, I, I'm having a good time with it. Um, I'm on the other hand, like it's like I'm very intrigued by like what's going on every um, every episode. Mommy's Catholic now, as we described it. <laughs> she's alive, question mark, but she's Catholic now. So they're trying That's what to, matters. Yeah, so Catholic. they're trying to make her not be Catholic. Um, yeah, um, it's kind of... It, no, but it's funny. It's like, at this point, um, they're just like... It was interesting. Like, for the last couple of episodes, like, it was like Iroha, the main character, technically, was just absent. And their whole thing was, like, trying to find her. Like, is she fucking dead? Did she become a witch? You know, and they're trying to, like, you know, like, save her. And it was interesting that, for once, that they're going into the main character's perspective where I don't, I feel like they didn't do that with Madoka, you know, at least looking back, where, like, you know, from, from the other character's perspective, where they're seeing her issues, you know, and, like, realizing, like, she has her own things going on where. She is so afraid of, like, you know, like, her, the reason, again, the whole thing where she became a magical girl was to, like, help her little sister who is, like, ill. And, like, you know, she's afraid of, like, losing her sister or, like, trying to figure out how to help her sister, etc. Um, or, or rather, she's, like, missing, right, I think, at this point. Um, and this is, like, and then the last couple of episodes are actually showing her insecurities from the perspective of, like, all the other magical girls. So that was very interesting. And ultimately, they do save her. So kind of, like, the last, the other, the rest of what follows is pretty much everyone going full on Avengers. They're, they're going to church. They're making sure mommy is not Catholic anymore. They're trying to stop her from being Catholic. We have to un- <laughs> That's like kind of the whole thing. The band's back together. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
the whole cult that's claiming that they're saving magical girls obviously was sus from the beginning. I don't know why they were like, this is fine. Um, <laughs> there's obviously an ulterior motive going on. Um, I don't know if we ever discussed like the actual mechanic, like Rose and I ever actually discussed like what is the weird, what's the gimmick in this series, which is the whole thing of like the doppel system where, um, which I think goes into play, especially when it comes to the game. Um, you know, it probably makes way more sense in the game where, um, a magical girl is able to like kind of, if, an, if a magical girl is strong enough to control her despair, as they would say it, she can use it as kind of like an, an, an alt. <laughs> but of course, it comes with the consequence of yeah, messing up her, messing up her seed. It's like you know, uh, messing up her gem, her soul gem. I don't know why I said say, mm-hmm. but like yeah, messing up her soul gem, <laughs> like like increasing her potential to become a witch. Essentially, that is what that is. you know, it's just it's just that like which I'm which I'm sure makes way more sense in like this being originally a game. Which again, offline in North America, you cannot play it anymore uh, for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's just—it's just wrapping up to that. Um, They're—they're trying to—they're trying to stop the Catholics. Um, <laughs> and uh, while Purgus Knight is coming, she's arriving. She's she's here. It, it was just funny because like one of them was like, um, again, forget their names. That's kind of my brain problem though. I think with the series, they like dropped all these girls at once. Like they just here here are all these characters. The rest of the gotchas. Here all the gotchas, and then we don't really take enough time to just get to know them individually, or rather, just my memories of season one is so distant at the, this point because there was such an awkward gap between two and one that I just forgot their names. But there's also a lot of them, right? Because there's a lot of them to consider where it's like, okay, here's the protagonist. You know, here's our technical main protagonist group. You know, mm-hmm. um, the older girls. Then here are the like weird magical like girl cult people that's a lot it's they themselves are like a whole band of characters too that i i i, I still don't quite know their names and then the original girls the Monica girls they, they, they you know the, the babies <laughs> they're good they're tagging along too and for them like their integration is really cool because they're not like saying their names a lot i don't know just something about like that integration with 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 the with the Maji record girls is, is cool because again it's like a special thing where it's like okay if you know you know but if you don't it's you don't lose anything right um but yeah they just dumped all here's all the gotcha characters they just opened up the gotcha machine and just all the capsules fell out it's like here you go good luck um but no yeah they're just that's just what's going on it's it's wrapping up soon um there's just like a lot of stakes happening in regards to like is it possible to save a magical girl, etc.? Um, and um, no, oh yeah, I was gonna say there was a, a crazy, uh, <laughs> there was an insane. Um, um, what's what's what's? Oh yeah, there was an insane driving chasing where the storm is coming, like literally while Pur- while Purgus knocked is coming, like literally it's a storm, an eye of the storm that they, sh- they show on a map, which is hilarious to me. Um, and we're driving to the church where mommy is Catholic or the Pope now. Who knows? Uh, of course. <laughs> this is my best way to describe a shaft anime. Um, and um, the car. F- <laughs> I thought they almost fucking die driving. Not Monica, the older girls. Like one of them, she's driving. <laughs> Monica's like in the sea. And um, the car, like, and then, like, you know, Homer does her whole thing where she stops time and then she saves the car from flipping. But it was just really funny. Like watching it in that moment, where the, it, just, it just was a total Fast and Furious scene out of nowhere. <laughs> like I was just like, oh my, like I don't know, just like, something about like 
them driving in their magical girl outfit was really funny to me. That's kind of the point I was getting, and I can't really convey mm-hmm. it in words. <laughs> and I just was losing my shit at that moment in, in general. They were storm chasing magical girls. It was just very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, one more season of this to go. Again, strange point for it to end at eight episodes. I don't know why. Still, that they just I don't know why. Still, they just wouldn't smush the two get together and say this is season two, like, here you go. It's very odd, but... I mean, it it sounds like this had a really rough, uh, like, um, production, because... Yeah, maybe stuff was cut, yeah. Like, I saw that, like, the first few episodes were fine, but I I don't remember what episode it was, but I saw people saying that, like, there was straight up an episode this season that was just unfinished. Like, it was just poorly made. Hmm... I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it did. Well, it was like I, I, I don't I, like I don't remember specifically, but no, I remember. I, I think I definitely recall seeing something like this where like not a lot was happening. It wasn't like this is not like intentional. Like it just actually looks like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame because mm-hmm. it's really nice looking. It's 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 a good story. It's surprisingly well written. Oh, definitely, um, definitely, and I think the. Mm-hmm dynamic between everyone is very very good like they're clearly mm-hmm. you know it's everyone's like yeah we want to get through this together and very supportive and like wanting to make sure everyone survive like you know everyone's will here for each other is is like just i don't know just awesome and kind of powering I read, again compared to the original series which i felt like was just kind of it gets very dismal at points but intentionally so in a malicious way. Whereas in this case, it, I, I just feel like, oh, okay, there's actually hope here. It feels like a very hopeful series in comparison. Um, and and yeah, QB so far is not at all an important character. It's just, she just, <laughs> she just kind of hangs out, pops in, and everyone's like, what's that? You know, like, not, I don't know. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the purpose of... The fuck is that thing? The fuck is this? <laughs> Ma, there's a weird cat out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Again, every all the problems at play seems to have been self-imposed by like other magical girls right now, and you know, just like the mm-hmm. weird conflict of interest in regards to like what is everyone's place here, and like what should, what is their, where does their depth to the series? You know, I mean the the city, you know, that they all live in. You know, it's like what mm-hmm. is your obligation to do as in this role and all those questions, as opposed to like forcing totally. some outside force causing all these problems. You know, which I think is like a very you know, a common, you know, a common ethical question, too, when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. you know, if a superhero exists in real life, like, what is, you know, what does that mean, right? Like, what what is their capabilities, like, supposed to be limited to? Right. Like, what does that mean for them as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see there's maybe, like, I, maybe there was, like, a lot of cut content, too, which probably explains, too, some of my issues with, like, sure. I don't know who this character is. Like, if they showed up, I, you know, like, I, yeah. Um Maybe you need to read all the different side manga. Oh god, yeah, and then yeah, I don't know, like what is, what is missing from like maybe the game experience to that maybe just different as well. So maybe. which I can't You're play now because it's not playable. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be more invested if you were putting in all of your hard-earned dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> if you rolled all these girls, you would care. <laughs> god, I just remember like. What was it like 2014 maybe just whenever you would go to the manga aisle at the barnes and noble there would just be like two whole shelves of not madoka but madoka spin-off manga 
Oh, like it's just yeah. like here's this random girl. Here's like like Sayaka side, Homura side, like all that shit. And I was just like, holy fuck! Like I don't know if any of it's like canon, alternate universe stuff. I don't know. Well, it's probably all like Star Wars, you know, like retcon shit now. Where it's like, okay, well now we have Magia Record, so that's actually the new sequel. But you know, I don't, I don't fucking know. It's all very strange the whole different universes thing but it, it you know it, it magic record does still seem like a really good continuation of that franchise all right so for me like i said i just watched one thing but stretched out over three separate things because there was a lot of pokemon content that came out and I watched all of it. And you watched some of it, too, Elvi, so we could talk about that. Yeah, only one but, of it so far. <laughs> yeah. I'm going so backwards. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll touch on that last so we can both talk about it. But um, give you a little break there. Um, so I'll start off with the mainline Pokemon anime episodes. Um, so the last two episodes, the first one was about... Uh, Go's sister, who I don't remember her name because I I need to look up what it is. Uh, it's stop. English. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure that you can always uh, follow us over at uh, videogamechuchu.tumblr. <laughs> uh. That yeah, <laughs> okay. You know, I I I. It's just I gotta I gotta see what fucking name is. I'm, where is I'm looking on the Bulbapedia, so excuse me. Chloe is her American name. Uh, it's Koharu in Japanese, but it's Chloe here. Um, Pokemon Chloe oh no, to it's the not his sister. What? That's not his sister. What? They're just friends. Oh. What? That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's fam oh that's right he's just like staying at the professor's house i forgot about that <laughs> there was that episode where he went home and like his parents are all like a bunch of goobers i remember that now folks don't you hate it when you think someone's your sister but it turns out they're just a friend <laughs> it's very weird it's very fucked up anyway um so it was a really weird episode um, where uh, they go to the Johto region to um, visit the Eclipse Castle, which is an anime-exclusive place. This is not from the game. But it's some, like, Espeon and Umbreon-based uh, Japanese castle where uh, this girl named Haruhi is going to be uh, become the new lord of the castle, and she looks exactly like Chloe, and it's just a whole, like, uh-oh, they got mixed up because they put on each other's clothes as a little gag. And then s- some fucking guy shows up, Kotsky, to kidnap Chloe so he can become the lord. But since they swapped clothes, he actually... Or no, he, he was, he's kidnapping Haruhi, but he accidentally kidnaps Chloe, and they have this whole thing where, you know, she, they're like, oh no, we, we need to instill him because he's got her kidnapped and they don't want Chloe to get hurt. And then 
they just kind of don't because then Chloe's fine. And then they fight him for pro- for a little too long, honestly. The fight scene's a little too long. And then it turns out that he's actually, like, distantly related to her because his ancestor... Because the reason why she's the she's going to be the, the Lord Haruhi is is because she's descended from, like, the original Lord. And the original Lord was almost assassinated by his brother. And so Katsuki's, like, a descendant of the brother... So they're, like, very distantly re- related. Um, and so they basically just go, how about we just both run the castle? Who gives a shit? And it's like, okay. And that's it. That was the episode. The fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got some political um, tensions there. What? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, I, I am looking at the Bulbapedia page for Eclipse Castle here. Um and there's just a big list of anime-exclusive locations in Johto, and one of them is Pudgy Pidgey Isle. Oh my gosh. Where all the Pidgey are fat. Hell that yeah, dude. That sounds a great place. It's great. Uh, there's the Lake of Life. Is that, like, across from the Lake of Rage where, like, everyone's nice? Oh, that's, like, that's from the movie. That's where Suicune is. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The Wabafet Village. Oh, man. There's all kinds of shit going on in Johto that they just don't let you see in the games, and that's that's such a shame. There's a Slowpoke Lake? There's a... So there's the Slowpoke Well, but in this, there's a completely separate Slowpoke Lake that's, the whole like, up lake. north. That's weird. That's crazy. Anyway, I gotta stop looking at this. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and then the next episode um, was about Go going on another quest for uh what are they called the uh the project mew uh missions because there's that like people who are trying to catch mew and go wants to join their uh project to to study mew because he loves mew and he gets his first trial mission which is to go and get the golden scales of a um what are they called the, the it's Larvesta, and then it's a v- fall form is a uh, Volcarona. Volcarona, that's right. Um, so they're like, yeah, you got to go get the golden scales of a Volcarona, and they're like, well, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, Volcarona are are red. You know, they got red wings. Don't know what's going on there. But so they travel to where the Volcarona would be, um, in this like golden cave, and this guy who's there uh the uh, there's a um like a like a ruin maniac guy basically um and he's just like bro there ain't no fucking or you know he's not cussing i i, I apologize i shouldn't say he's cussing um he could be cussing just, he's not cussing though i promise you <laughs> well i wish he did i promise he's not cussing well, maybe he could. Maybe he does in in private, but in this show, he does not. Um, but he's just like, listen, maybe there was a Volcarona here, um, but it's not not here anymore. Uh, you should go check. There is a like like a town that had to get evacuated because of a volcano eruption. So go check out the town and maybe see if there's somewhere that a Volcarona could go live. So they check the town. It's like an old mining town. And then they go into the mine, and they're, like, traveling and shit, and they, they catch some Pokemon down there. 
they run into a guy and he's like, oh man, I'm getting chased around by this Pharaoh Seed, which is like a st- very strong steel type Pokemon, one of the cooler ones. Um, they fight it and then they go deeper into the mine and then he's he's like, haha, I tricked you. I'm actually a Pokemon hunter. And then he uses like a fucking uh, web attack to get them all stuck to the wall. And he's like, I'm going to steal all the all the Larvesta eggs. I'm going to run off with them. And I'm also going to catch these Larvesta in here. Because they're, you know, rare Pokemon. And I was just kind of sitting there thinking, like... Like, like I, I had one of those, like, are we the baddies moments? Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm, all, I'm going out there catching shit. What am I doing that's different from this guy? Like, I mean, he's, like flipping the pokemon he's catching them to to sell but what's so different between that and me going out there and catching shit from the wild you know like is it just because he's a little mean about it i don't know it's 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 kind of odd i guess you're not supposed to like grab their eggs even though you know there's people like like what's the fucking where's the line because like i'm (laughs) You know, I'm hatching eggs all the time. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, what, like, what is the distinction? That is my question here. But anyway, yeah, they, they, you know, do the whole thing. They fight the guy. They end up, you know, scaring him away. And then a shiny Larvesta walks out. And it evolves into a shiny Volcarona. And that one has gold scales, gold wings. So that's how he passes his test. He gets the gold scales off of the uh, the shiny, which I was just sitting there like, damn, they really sent this kid to go find a fucking shiny on his first mission. <laughs> like, come on. Fucked like, up. <laughs> yeah. It's very, It's it seems like a bit much. Um, it seems like a bit much, but... Yeah, then they actually fight the Pokemon Hunters again, but they get some backup from some of the other Project Mew people, and they're like, oh, don't worry, go, you passed, you you perform your mission by yourself, even if, you know, we had to help you fight these guys, because they're all bastards, but whatever, it's fine. Um, and then that's that's it. Uh, that was that was Pokemon the show. Um, I'm seeing what's coming, let me see what's coming up here. Um, the next episode seems to be about... Um, some some dudes who are pissed off at each other. Um, Love it. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of Pokemon episodes. Yeah, two guys who are mad at each other, and then the episode after that seems to be about Leon cooking. It looks like a Fun. like a cooking competition, so that Fun. seems pretty good. I'm really liking uh, the further in I go. Um, seem they seem to just like have. Like magazine screenshots and shit, like Bulbapedia is so like up to date. They're like, "Don't worry, everyone, <laughs> we got you, <laughs> we got you, we got this." Like really blurry image of Ash and Lucario standing next to each other, and this it's like, "Don't real. worry." Episode eighty three. <laughs> um, it's crazy. Um. So then, there is the new Pokemon series, Pokemon Evolutions where um they have released the first episode uh the next episode is going to be out in like a few weeks um the first episode is called the champion and it is about it's basically just a a well animated um 
well animated uh, showcase of uh, the the ending of Sun and or not Sun and Moon the ending of Sword and Shield, where um, you know Leon is trying to fight and capture Eternatus, and he can't do it. But then Hop and the main character, the the boy main character of Victor, show up and uh, actually pull it off. And so it's basically just Leon like second guessing himself and being like, "Am I going to be able to beat?" beat this kid and stay the champion and of course you know that you know he loses because you're the main character and you beat him but um you know that it's 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 really really pretty it's amazingly animated um you know if you're just like if you're in any way a pokemon nerd or even just an animation nerd i would say check it out just to see how 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 pretty it looks i think it's definitely way better looking than pretty much um any of those other uh pokemon ova things that they've been doing like they like origins or generations or twilight mm-hmm. wings i think it looks better than all of those mm. like twilight wings still ha- still had uh some some really um you know actually i'll take that back twilight wings might be a bit better uh animated but um definitely better than generations and origins um because, you know, Generations is just, like, quick little, t- like, shots, and Origins was just like, hey, let's, let's, let's do Red and Blue again. Um, so that's something. Uh, the next episode, I guess, is gonna be, like, Lily and, uh, you know, dealing with her mom and all that shit, and they're gonna, they're gonna make it real. It's not gonna be that half-assed one they did. It's gonna be real drama that's going to be crazy on a very special Um, episode of pro pokemon journeys yeah for real um i don't know yeah i i i want to see i want to see where they take all these um that they it seems like they'll they'll have these out by all out by the end of the year uh because it says there's eight episodes and it'll be up through the 23rd of december seem to be doing about like one uh, like every every two weeks about um i don't know we'll see um but seems neat seems neat i'm looking forward to more yeah i'm i'm glad that they're finally taking like a more refreshing approach to like you know, compared to mm-hmm. what the main series, you know, what Ash does, you know, and it's always yeah. been a, a, a intentional like um, deviation from wow the games experience is like you know you had your moment or question like oh my gosh they depicted this thing I do normally in the games like am I a bad person this person this <laughs> ad-? which is just a yeah like exactly it's a weird thing to like think about um, but then here's actually now other iterations of Pokemon you know like stuff with like Twilight Wings and like a generation you know and all those other like. Mm-hmm. They're at least trying, I think, to finally branch out and like, oh, okay, here are like actually takes on Pokemon that these people who have grown up with really want. You know, they have matured since and want something different. They're probably not gonna like, <laughs> you you know, they're aging up while Ash is not. You know, so it's 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 right. again, it's still weird. Yeah, it's still weird to me that they're sticking with that character for so long when at this point he doesn't have any personal attachment to maybe the kid audience that now watches Mm -hmm. this so it's it's again weird that they're not retiring that character um but 
yeah i i think yeah i think it's a good thing and like in a way i just like want more more of it yeah um i just want more than a miniseries i would like to see a full-on movie i would like to see Mm-hmm. A, a series as big as like what the main series is you know and doesn't have to be but yeah. like more than just like shorts or like you know mm-hmm. right yeah it's just like the pokemon anime has become such an institution that you know i don't know if they'll ever be able to kind of let let go of it but stuff like yeah stuff like twilight wings uh stuff like um evolutions and generations and all that um it's all good and then I I would probably say probably the best Pokemon animation f- series um, that I guess just ended, even though I'm not 100% sure if they're going to be, you know, th- they might announce more stuff later mm-hmm. on because initially this would like they i think had only planned to do like three of them but mm-hmm. then they did another three so that they might they might end up doing more mm-hmm. um but uh they released the last poketune which i talked about a little bit previously mm-hmm. but uh they they rounded it all off with the uh i turned into a gengar short <laughs> which was really really good um and also, just just to say, LV, um, I don't know if you've checked out the other ones. Not the yet. Other no, tunes. not yet. This is the first one. I highly, re- are, yeah. Highly recommend. Um, like obviously, you know, everyone like people love Gengar. People love Ghost type Pokemon. I'm uh-huh. not gonna say, you know, you, you know, there's a reason why a lot of people jumped on this one because mm-hmm. you know people Fucking love Gengar. Gengar. <laughs> yeah, gotta love but, Gengar. Gotta love yeah. Gengar. Gengar is great, but like. The rest of the series is so good, and they actually did go back and add subtitles to the older episodes mm, that yeah, did yeah. have uh, that did have dialogue. Because there are a few that like straight up don't have dialogue. Like I, I think the the original one, the one that's like animated like a like a sixties um, cartoon, didn't have yeah. any. And there was a, the Magikarp one that doesn't have any dialogue, but they actually went back and added uh, subtitles to the ones that needed it, um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, the Gengar short, it's so good. It's so it's much so fun. Sweet, and yeah. Yeah, it's well written, well, just everything about it is so good. Um, LV, please, please uh, go ahead and talk about it as well. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. So this is my first of watching, you know, the whole Doki Toon series, which again is like a, a, a little, you know, it's a whole, like, collection of shorts they've been doing where they get a different team of animators and different art styles to, like, hey, take on this idea or maybe even pitch an idea. I don't know how the whole process works. But the whole point is they all each look different and are approached by a different team of people compared to the usual players who are involved with the production of Pokemon and any of the mainline series and spinoffs. Like, this is actually a chance for, like, other animators and artists to, like, do their own takes on, like... Pokemon and a lot, and a lot of them really revolving around like original characters in the Pokemon world. Like you know, say like in mm-hmm. this case, this is like involving a group of you know just random human children, and like they're in school, they're talking about some like haunted haunted st- staircase at the school at night, at the school at night, and like you know if you step on it, something bad will happen. And kind of, you know, and they're all, and all the the character designs, you know, it's just a short yet, like, they put a lot of effort into, like, making, like, a very, like, 
design diverse like a group of kids which is fun um you know they're they're all very stylistically different like there's a there's an art style yet all the kids look very different from each other and i think that's awesome mm-hmm. like they really went out of the way to be cartoony and fun with it um the main kid that they're focusing on she's like this you know this kind of shy withdrawn girl she's you know she's in this group you know and she gets pulled in on like this this you know this otherwise rambunctious group is like yeah you know let's check out the creepy shit you know again classic things where like kids breaking into stuff and wanting to go in a haunted thing and uh, you know and just <laughs> just they just shouldn't be there or whatever um they want to see the steps they want to try the steps and see what happens um and um you know she unfortunately gets taken in by it and then like you know she doesn't know like you know she doesn't intentionally do so you know we see like she has a cute little gengar charm on her phone um mm-hmm. a keychain and it seems like maybe like a gengar probably pushed her into doing it unsure you know unclear implied um and yeah she unfortunately gets dragged into this thing she didn't want to do right um you know, and the whole way through, she's uncomfortable, and then she's she's pushed she's pushed into the front too of like going on these steps, and one way or another, she's like, she's she probably triggered some weird haunting where like a bunch of these this gross you know purple slime tentacle thing, mm-hmm. haunted haunted slime sure, <laughs> let's call it that, um, you know, it it, it basically it basically changes everything. Like it chases them down, chases, chases these kids down, but then she w- ends up waking up, you know, and she ends up getting engulfed by it. And then she wakes up. She's a Gengar now. It's doing the whole thing where like they have, they have to be like, we're keeping her clothes on. Cause she's a girl, you know, which is like, okay, whatever. It was very, like the moment that happened was like, okay, but otherwise she looks very cute. She's a very cute Gengar. <laughs> so if you see pictures of that out of context, it's from this short. Yeah, and the whole thing through is like you know the you know she she figures out like oh okay there's a group of ghost Pokemon just messing around the school and that's what's actually going on. Um, there's nothing you know there's nothing ulterior you know, and they just love pranking and she doesn't again she doesn't like it she's like why am I doing this I want to go back with my human friends etc. And yeah, that's just the whole night you know spent like hanging out hanging around and shenanigans you know and you know whenever she tries to reach the, to the human kids again she just accidentally scares them they don't understand her they just see like a freaky ghost doing weird things like you know at some point she like hops on a piano by accident and they just and they <laughs> all they they see nothing they just see a, a piano playing on its own they don't see the ghost pokemon and yeah there's this whole weird thing where like oh we got you know like at some point it's the you know the sun's about to rise um and they're gonna get trapped gonna get inside the trapped. ghost dimension. The ghost yeah. dimension, yeah. <laughs> and all the and all the ghosts like get out, but then all the kids are about to be left, and so she's got to help her friends get out before they're all trapped. It's 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 really good. I I think everyone should go check it out. You know, if you're gonna watch any of these Poke Tunes, this is the one to check out. But yeah. I, again, I would recommend to watch all of them. Like it'll probably take you like forty five minutes about to watch all. Of yeah, them. they're like again um, like less than. They're about 10 or even less than that long each. But yeah, it Mm -hmm. was a very cute, very sweet short with, you know, just a very heartwarming message at the end. It was like, oh, okay. Um, About like helping your friends out and like, I guess, learning how to overcome like um, being judged by your friends, too. I think that's kind of what it was the takeaway. You know, she's like she was clearly apprehensive about doing things. Um, And yeah, very, very sweet short. Um, And yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing the other ones. Because I've been meaning to. But like, yeah, like you said, some of them weren't even subtitled yet until like now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, just a good good place to now start going backwards with it. 
Yeah, it's 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 absolutely adorable. It's it's really well done. Um, yeah, I'm very glad that they are experimenting with what Pokemon can do, what animators can do with Pokemon. I hope that they just keep letting folks use Pokemon to do what they want because yeah, that whole world is so like it's there's there's like an infinite amount of things you can do. You know, you can follow the games, you can make up your own things, you can there's like there's so many individual Pokemon that you could just be like, yeah, I want to make it about this Pokemon. I want to make it about this character who likes this Pokemon. I want to make it about this character who interacts with this Pokemon. There's so many things you can do, and I love to see you know people be experimental with it. Because you could just tell that all these people love Pokemon to death. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. And, and you know what? I do too. So I will keep watching it. <laughs> I'll keep complaining about the listen, I'll 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 complain about the mainline series <laughs> if you it's keep making good it, side stuff. It's not hurting it, honestly. It's not hurting <laughs> it. Like Ash doesn't need praise. <laughs> no. Ash is doing no, fine. I mean, he's killing it. Yeah, he'll keep, <laughs> yeah, he'll keep he, getting he keeps killing it. That's the problem. <laughs> he'll keep get, he'll keep getting handed W's that he doesn't deserve. I'll keep I'll keep crossing my arms and going for shame. <laughs> I hear you, but I, I will say, fuck Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Maverick, tell us your last thing. Yeah, so, you know, figuring out shit that I wanted to watch and trying to remember stuff that's, like, easy to get to and just mindless, like, uh, something comfy to get through. I ended up getting back onto my watch of the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. So this is an anime from back in 93. It's like a 26-episode anime focused on... uh, It's set in the future. It's like a future space-focused show. Mm. A fun little sci-fi romp with uh, the titular character, Justy Ueki Tyler, uh, stumbling into... Uh, the space uh, navy, more or less, and in a combination of uh, wanton just carelessness, uh, trying to figure shit out, uh, ends up into the rank of captain and mm-hmm. finds himself leading a fleet of misfits and miscreants aboard the Soyokaze, and in the middle of everything has found himself for all intents and purposes, rising the ranks of the Japanese space military and being a fearsome foe for the uh, invading space alien race, the Ralgon Empire. And in the middle of everything, you know, seeing this blundering, uh, careless air airhead of a motherfucker, everyone just has to ask, is it a bit... Or are you really just this <laughs> clueless? Are you a covert genius, or are you just plain lucky? And you know, for the most part, like it's a very fun show. It's an ensemble performance, all things considered, because you have Tyler, but then you have the entirety of the Soyukaze, which is mm-hmm. made up of various characters. Um, you know, we get to see him just have exposure to different aspects of the Japanese space military and having them exposed to his brand of just, again, you know, it seems like a dumbass 
energy. At other points, could be mm. just master tactician and uh, wolf in sheep's clothing type material. Um, just being outwitted or outsmarted or just outpaced by this man who just simply can't be touched by uh, <laughs> the forces that be. It's been a very fun show to go through and, you know, in the spirit of just keeping up with stuff, like, I love, I love a good team ensemble because not only do you have Tyler to work with, but you also have a lot of the various characters that he uh, is a part with, or that make up the Soyokaze. And part of it is like his first lieutenant, who is very much the stick in the mud, wanting to make sure that like everyone's following the rules of the, uh, just making sure like everyone is like following along with uh, Lieutenant Yamamoto is his name, and uh, just making sure you know everyone's straight laced. You have your straight men in him, the major Yurigo Star, a lot of uh, different characters that are also just. Uh, you know, miscreants, bounty hunters, like, the Sayukaze is a, uh, ship made up of just the scum of the, uh, United Planet Space Force, and in a weird way, it, it makes sense that I would get into that again after watching Ted Lasso. Not for the <laughs> fact that it's the same kind of vibe, but ultimately it's like, you have one person that ju- is just... Well, one person doing their own thing, and because of the pull that they have, everyone else just starts to follow suit. And for better or for worse, everyone starts to congeal with that. And when you have that's when you when you have a pace of normalcy set up, that just really changes everything else around you. And I don't know, like I've been watching the dub, and it's been a very good dub for all things like set. It, it's still. It still has its, like, creaks in terms of just, like, some performances feel a little wooden, a little kind of just, like, uh, by the ropes. At the same time, you know, one, a lot of it, I think it's just, it's a voice cast that shares a lot of similarities with, like, Pokemon. So, Mm -hmm. like, Major Star all here, and it's like, oh, that's, like, Misty. Uh, Some of these are... (laughs) (laughs) And, And just, like, really just goes itself in that i want to say crispin freeman is a tyler and he does a fantastic job of just showing a specific level of carelessness a wanton disregard for what's going on but then also just doing it in a way where like he cares about the people that he's around anything else that's going on you know like couldn't be bothered but he, mm-hmm. he, you can tell this is a guy that loves to be around the people that he associates with, and that ultimately is just the driving force of this show. Where the Soyukazu will go through hell and back just for the fact that it is attached to Tyler, but because of that, mm-hmm. and because of the fact that he does like care about the people that he works with, it comes back around as just this uh, force where. You know, you start out with people just unsure about who this captain is and, like, really just thinking, who the fuck is this guy? We're just going to go ahead and mutiny him. Slowly but surely is winning people over and at the point where I'm at now is definitely Mm -hmm. just in a position where, like, people are caring enough to say, hey, we got to be able to, like, put shit together and, like, be there for our captain and... 
it's just good. Uh, the opening and ending whip, it, it's just a very easy thing to put on, especially because it's on YouTube for free. You cool. can just watch it all on Nozomi Entertainment, and mm-hmm. it's just been a t- chill watch, you know? Just every now and then. I, I think the aesthetics of older anime definitely turned some people away, but at the same time, like, you, you, you just sometimes gotta sit down and say, hey, you know, I still gotta watch an Utena. I still gotta watch a Tyler, a uh, Love Hina. You, you probably don't have to watch a Love Hina, but like... <laughs> you uh, probably don't have to watch a Love Hina. <laughs> you, you don't have to, but so much stuff in just like that aesthetic of anime pre like 95 even yeah. earlier than that, like 79 to 93, maybe even older than mm-hmm. that. Like your Gundams, your Ideons, your uh, Galaxy Express 999, just these different aesthetics of older anime. And even just the stuff that is like right before that cusp of that like clamp style, clanad aesthetic. The, the easiest way I could, like, pigeonhole all that is, like, the how-to-draw-manga style. But <laughs> in, the in like, sifting through all that, you do get some gems. And I'm really glad that I was able to, like, t- tune into this one and coming back to it. It's just like, yeah, you know, I haven't been, like, paying full attention to it, but I can at least put it on in the background and just have enough awareness where I can go, mm-hmm. man, like, this is a good performance. This is just fun to hear the characters like interact with with one another and just have a good time. Right. You know, the, there's also uh, if you do want to go full hog, they do have those really nice Blu-ray sets for Tyler. They do have the Blu-rays. You know, at some point, they I'll do. probably dig into it. I definitely need to figure out what my spacing looks like for my physical media again, because mm-hmm. you know, right stuff and Sentai definitely do just deliver with so much of that physical. They really do. I got my box set for my love story through them, and it's solid. Mm-hmm. All right, Elvie. Yep. Close this out. Oh, yeah. It's time, and Jayhee, the magical girl, has returned. The magical girl She's that destroyed sure. hell has returned. Um, and she is haunting Jehi and like ruining her life. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, okay. So this entire so my best way to describe um, Jehi, right mm. or Jahi, Jahi. It's, I think it's Jahi. Yeah, Jahi. I think it's more correct. It's Jahi. Yeah. Um, it's literally a show about like these women who keep getting owned. I, I'm realizing now, like they all keep like except except like the bar owner she's fine she's just existing as like a milf character or whatever um she's just <laughs> right, she's just vibing she's just being nice uh, <laughs> she's just uh, chilling she's just milf, chillin'. milf energies yeah. yeah um but no yeah right yeah jahi's still struggling she's still she still has to deal with being a kid always looking like a kid because right she, her magic is her magic energy is very little in in, in this earth world and this human world mm-hmm She's still trying to find, like, mana gems to, like, increase her power and return hell back to its glory and rule it. Unfortunately for her, um, they finally introduced... They, they introduced they actually another... They actually introduced another um, character from hell as well, who 
Um, mm. It's my Discord avatar in a Sarua or Salva. I don't. I actually don't know what is the correct spelling of her name because you know you would see it romanized as Sarua. So some people are interpreting it as like, oh, it's Salwa. Utter, utter. You you see utter name. You, know, you see fan translations. You see, put a V in there, like Sarva. Like I don't. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, love her outfit. She's she's wonderful. She gets owned a lot. Um, no, she's so she, her role is that she's jealous of Jahi and then like yeah, again the whole it's a, it's a whole thing where like okay coincidence is leading to one thing or another where they're somehow all finding each other in Japan like I don't understand uh, they're just like all landed in Japan <laughs> in the same town. Um, what a coinky dink! What a coinky dink! Yeah, um, and um, her whole backstory with Jahi is that she was just some like she was not a direct underling unlike um, Druge. Who you know the ir- irony is that now she's super successful in the human world because you know and she doesn't mm-hmm. she doesn't understand that Jai's like weak and vulnerable right now and, and doesn't want to yeah um, this character is like someone who's always been kind of jealous of that and like she never was really anyone's significant so she just like she just sees it's like oh now's my chance to take advantage of this kid and like you know but otherwise she still keeps getting on at some point a dog chases her it's really good um, <laughs> but yeah she looks cool she, the whole thing is like she looks cool but she's really uncool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, don't, they unfortunately don't spend a lot of time on her. I wish they did because they spent so much time on Druge and setting that joke up and that bit over like, oh yeah, she's like clueless that Jahi's like lying to her about like her, you know, like her not having powers and she is not intentionally a kid. She can't, she can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Druge is like, I don't know, like a CEO now of some company and she's doing fine living in a condo. Uh, but meanwhile, mm-hmm. Jahi keeps starving every day because she doesn't have money. <laughs> um, but no, now they like re they they reintroduced the magical girl that destroyed hell to begin with, and it's just really funny because my best description of it, it's like she's like a dog that doesn't understand how big she is, like a big dog. <laughs> like I think of the big dog in the bathtub picture, just like and taking up space, and like like you know the whole thing is like she's really powerful. She's like horrifically powerful, you know, just to contrast like the whole thing with um, Maji record, which is funny. We we got some recurring themes here. We got Iruma and Hell. Maji record magical girls. You know, now I got both of these in Jai. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, she's just an insanely over, over, overpowered magical girl for some reason. I'm like, again, the whole joke is that she is not like, you know, she's not like the whole, like, again, archetype of what a magical girl is. So, you know, she's dainty and like the way she attacks is with grace. Like, no, it's very explosive. It's very intense. She outright is just like <laughs> terrifying, you know, when she does something. She's bizarrely strong. Um, you know, and it's like Jai's worst nightmare. And the whole and the whole first bit when we see her, it's that like she you know, she just, you know, Jai's like throwing stuff at her again. Jai's like a child in a child body right now. She's throwing stuff at her. Right. And like the, the magical girl just like bops stuff out of the way, like no problem. She's like, oh, what, is, what the <laughs> hell is going on? You know, and she's just asking her stern, like, oh, give me that monogem. And she doesn't. And the only reason she finally goes away is that she's getting dragged away by cops or something because <laughs> the landlady's like, what the fuck is this stranger doing in your room? Again, again, the whole thing is like, you know, like. You know, so it's it's like utter out, yeah, like this, yeah, totally normal. Again, the whole and then the whole bit too, where like they're just accepting that Jahi said, like, yeah, I'm a demon, and they're like, cool, okay, whatever. She turns into a kid sometimes and an adult sometimes. That's fine. Um, And yeah, it's just so funny. It's just like it's just I'm glad that like yeah, they're finally introducing these other things. Um, Yeah, and at some point, like she runs into her again, uh, where um, 
I think I think the whole thing was like she sees a girl with a mono like mono gem on her. She's like, oh yeah, finally like a normal person I can just like take advantage of. Like, you know, what's up? And it turns out like no, that's like the magical magical girl's like civilian persona. She's like a schoolgirl, of course. So like, <laughs> mm. no, yeah. And so that's the whole thing where it's building up to like you know like what's gonna happen there. Um, but no, it's great. She's like an unhinged character. She's like you know, and in, in some ways she is very much aware. Of like the destruction she can cause, like it's just something she, she, I don't know, she like it's trying to be evil, but she's not really. So it's like, who who are you supposed to root for when it's like not really anyone? They're all kind of foolish and like, <laughs> um, uh, and it's just yeah, it's it, it continues to be really funny to me. Like it's just it's just really funny show. Um, that um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, otherwise, nothing, yeah, nothing awful is going on. It's just, like, good, like, hijinks when it comes to, like, again, it's a series about characters getting owned, really. That is what it is. Um, It's, yeah, it's just fun series. (laughs) And the artist, she did work for a VTuber or something. That's, that's what I know. Uh, (laughs) Or something. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, it's, like, it's a group of VTubers singing the ending song, which I've only discovered recently. So there's that, yeah. If I have to remember off the top of my head, I think it is Nene, Subaru, and Aqua that sing the ending. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's okay. No, this is the hole that I've created for myself. This is the hole that I live in. I, Stay away, LV. Stay far no, away. No, I, I am. Very, I'm staying very far away. I'm just looking on mm-hmm. uh, through through the, through the gate. I say how, God, I I need to watch more streams. I really haven't, but it's fine. I don't I don't watch their streams. I'm just cognizant of them. I feel I feel like I'm like maybe like two steps under where LV is. I'm not, you know, I'm like 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 yeah, she's outside the gate, just like peering in. Like, what the fuck are they doing? I'm like I'm like hanging I'm like hanging out like on the fence, like looking in and just. You know, <laughs> Sure, you know, glad y'all are having fun. You know, you, you get depressed long enough during the pandemic, you see a dog go ikumbokum, and you you just you're hooked. That's mm-hmm. that's the spiral. That's, that is they, how it goes. They yeah. call it a rabbit hole for a reason. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's about it. We I don't think we got any questions. Let me check real quick. Nope. We got nothing. So, that's it for the show, I suppose. Um, In two weeks from now, you will be hearing us talk about the Tatami Galaxy, as well as the new anime season. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be jam-packed. We are probably going to skip talking about, um, you know, our regular watching at that point, because, you know, we don't want the episode to be four hours long. But, um, I literally can't afford for that. Yeah, we, we're not going to do that to ourselves or to to you. So, um, you know, send us some questions or some opinions about Tommy Galaxy or about the upcoming season. Or I guess maybe even the continuation of this season because, it, you know, who the hell knows what's going on anymore. You can send that to uh, videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask and we'll be sure to look at those. Um, and of course, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to help us out, you can go to uh, com and look at all of the writing and podcasts and everything else that we do. Follow us on Twitter at VGChooChoo at our Tumblr, videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com 
And of course, there's plenty more, but you usually hear it on the main podcast. So I'll just say, um, if you want to hear episodes like this a week early, you can go to patreon.com slash VGCC, and it is just $3 a month to gain access to that. So it's a buck fifty an episode. Plus, you might get some extra bonus content, too, like, you know, write-ups when those happen, um, etc., etc. You know, it's it's... Stuff happens. Things will happen, and you'll get extra bonus content. And that's nice. Uh, Of course, you can just wait a week, and it'll be free. So don't worry about it. Um, LV, Maverick, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Mm -hmm. How about you all drop where we can find you, uh, LV, if you want? Yep, I'm on Twitter at L-V-M-A-E-P-A-R-I-A-N. LV May Parian mm-hmm. at Twitter. That's where I am. Lovely. Maverick, how about you? I'm on Twitter over at Mav Splaniamania. That's at M-A-V-S-P-L-A-N-I-A-M-A-N-I-A. Is is that the like character limit for tweet Twitter names? I have no idea. It's probably longer than that. <laughs> it is long. I, I'm still trying to figure out a handle that's more cognizant. I did that at the time to just have something that wasn't like my email. Mm-hmm. So, still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm J O H N underscore M I C H O N S K I. It's just my name with an underscore because I got banned before. Powerful. It's great. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Unlimited Railworks. Thank you for listening. So long.